Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Baylor, Texas coming up Saturday night. UT is ranked as high as three, coming off that win a couple of weeks ago in the momentum of Alabama. Took care of business when they had to against Wyoming and Baylor just after 6.30 ABC. Roger Wallace, voice or color analyst uh, and voice of, with UT football, on with us on 365 Sports. Roger, uh, was there a little bit of uncomfortable feeling that, oh, my God, what they did at Alabama and all of a sudden here they were tied at 10 into the fourth quarter with Wyoming that maybe they weren't what everyone thought they were going to be this year? No, no doubt. Uh, we've talked before about the scar tissue here uh, <laughs> from the last 10 plus years. So, yeah, I mean, this is a this is a tie game going into the fourth quarter. And, you know, they had the big light show. They they unveiled the LED lights and, and they did it between the third and the fourth. And, and, you know, the fans were fired up, but they were probably a lot more concerned about the fact that it was a 10-10 ball game. So, yeah, 100%. Uh, they just looked a little bit sluggish on offense and got popped one big time uh, in the Wyoming run game. And you would think, okay, 7 nothing, 30 seconds in, no big deal. But this thing lingered for quite a while. Roger, did that tell you maybe more about this team having – some more gumption than some of those teams in the past because there are some Texas teams in the past that would have lost that game 13 to 10 to Wyoming at home. Yeah, that's, that's one way to look at it. The fact that they kind of follow the script just in different ways. If you look at their first three games in all three games, they've scored 21 points in either the third or the fourth quarter after scoring one touchdown in each of the first halves of the three games. So, you know, Sark's big problem early on was finishing and, and losing lead now, as he uh, he said yesterday, uh, now we got to figure out how to fast start a little bit faster. And that's odd from a you know an offensive guy, a guy that scripts, a guy that you know usually has a defense off balance early because he's got time to kind of game plan his offense. So uh, you know, there's always something to nitpick. But the bottom line is, uh, did what they had to do, and then they you know they make big plays with the defense. You, you don't count on that. But it's funny how really good teams always seem to get those, and mm-hmm. they nearly had the pick six at Alabama, and then they did have the, the pick six on Saturday. Roger, what's kind of the thought going into this Baylor game? Uh, obviously, Big 12 opener on the road. I know there's the underlying, you know, this will be the last time ever, or at least for a long time, that these two teams play, maybe the last time they ever play in Waco. Uh, but obviously, the Bears have struggled out of the gates. There's there's no doubt about that. So what was kind of the messaging from Sark following that you know, less than desirable performance, but still a win and now heading into the conference play? Well, on the field, I think they, they definitely want to clean some things up. They did not throw the ball well. Uh, it was a, a pretty stark contrast from the Bama game uh, when not only they, they had a big game throwing it, but they were successful in throwing it over the top. Maybe Wyoming had something to do with that. They were going to keep Texas from, from you know, getting over the top, but there are usually ways to kind of figure things out that, that just didn't happen. 
But I, I think you're exactly right. Just going to Waco, knowing the the energy and emotion that's going to be in that stadium, and and you know, as as Sark said, you know, we're on this farewell tour, but we still got to be the ones that punch, not get punched all the time. And and so I think there's just a concern that you know they've lost the last two times up there, and they know uh, what Baylor's capable of. All you have to look at is is the Utah game. So. Uh, yeah, they're they're very concerned, and I, I think it's going to be that way every week with this team. Roger, the feeling up here is, oh, my God, what's this score going to be? Because Baylor has looked very average at best in the loss to Texas State and, and then how they finished against Utah and even dangled or lingered with Long Island. What do you hear? What do you – I know you study the game and all that as well, and it's still early in the week, but what do you hear – about what might be something Texas is concerned about, if anything, with Baylor this week? Well, I think it's the, the things that you worry about on the road and that some, some momentum shifts. Texas hadn't turned the ball over until pretty late in the fourth quarter on Saturday when the game was out of hand all, uh, all three games. So you, you take care of the ball, and that eliminates if, if you think you're the better team, well, how does another team get in it? Well, you get a turnover, you get a short field, things like that. So that's always something as, as – Average to below average as Quinn Ewers played uh, Saturday, he still took care of the ball. Now, he had one throw that very easily could have been picked. That hasn't been the case of the first two games. But I think that's where a concern is, just big momentum swings. Uh, the running game has been consistently inconsistent until uh, the last drive against Alabama and second half against uh, Wyoming. So there's some concern. Okay, if they can't run the ball, uh, do they put Ewers in harm's way? Uh, we know Dave Aranda can, uh, you know, coach defense. So um, I think they're concerned about all those things. And then just the, just the concern of, you, you know, guys, when, when a team thinks they're really good, I think that's when everybody's even more on edge uh, because, you know, they know what's at stake. And I think that probably plays into it as well, whether they'll admit it or not. It's just the fact that, okay, we're number three now. Is, is they're thinking that that means we got a lot farther to get knocked off our perch if things go south. Roger, do you think maturity would pop up as an issue with this team? I mean, they look, they've got a lot of guys who have been a lot, you know, whether transfer portal or been at Texas for a while that have seen some things, but a lot of these guys are also, um, you know, kind of new to success. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, there's a small sample size of, of what happened at Alabama and that was Bama hit him took the lead late in the third, and, and Texas didn't flinch. Now, we can all discuss, okay, maybe this Alabama team is, is not that good based on the Texas game and the South Florida game. Uh, but so far, they've, they've answered that because they all have been second-half games. And, you know, good and bad. Good that, that they've been able to, you know, figure it out in the second half, pull away, come back, do whatever they've had to do, or – uh, you know, the flip side is what if they start slow again and find themselves uh, in a hole that, you know, on the road, emotion, momentum and things like that, maybe that does cost them. So I think the first thing they like to do is, is establish the run uh, from the start. And then, if you know, the big offensive line can, can wear on a defense if they can do that. And then that obviously opens everything up. But, yeah, I, th- I think they're concerned about everything. Uh, in this ball game Saturday is I know up there that might sound uh, a little bit absurd, but I guess when you're on the other side of it, you, you're worried about, you know, that old line from the firm. My job is to worry about things you don't worry about. I think that's what they're doing right now. 
So, Roger, how was that light show? Uh, the LEDs and the <laughs> drones and all of the, the the lights and everything that they've done to, to DKR to to modernize it and have it, you know, up to the the best of the best. Uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, David's been up there. You know, our our view is a little different because we have an sure. overhang and a photo deck, so we can't see up. We can see out. And uh, but but the light show was cool. And you're right; they've just done things over the last several years to to enhance that that kind of game day experience and and make it more of a home field advantage so it it was cool but again it was a little tension in the building uh at 10 to 10 well i'll I'll even say this this is how mad everybody is at at waco immediately well they can we need to do that at mclean stadium it's like that is now the like oklahoma has it texas has it I, I don't. I went to. Didn't we go to Permian High School at Ratliff Stadium in Odessa? Yeah, they, they had the. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was an incredible show. Roger the uh, the running game. Somebody earlier this week mentioned that they didn't run the ball well, but Brooks had over 160 yards. Was it just that they didn't dominate with a big 250 or so yards rushing game against someone like Wyoming? Yeah, for sure. And again, and you know, this, sometimes it falls on deaf ears, but Wyoming's probably. Uh, pretty good. Now, they had to make a quarterback change right out of the gates. I'm not sure how much they cost him, but they added a running back, the guy that gashed him for that long touchdown, who had not played uh, in the first two games. So, you know, they were they were 2-0, and quality win against Texas Tech. But, yeah, I, I, that's something that has, uh, you know, Sark, I don't want to say concern, but that's something they want to improve on. Now, they've been spoiled. We've talked about it before when you have B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. But, Jonathan Brooks did go for 164, and the one thing Stark liked is that he did a lot of it in the fourth quarter. So he proved that, you know, he can kind of be that hammer uh, that they might need uh, in the second half of ball game. Not sure what they're going to get out of C.J. Baxter if they get anything on Saturday. So it'll probably be a lot more of the same as far as uh, Jonathan Brooks. But I, I think they expect uh, Quinn Ewers to be sharper this Saturday, and that pass game be sharper than it was. Uh, against Wyoming. What about the health of the team? Well, they lost two linemen. I mean, Cole Hudson on and off starter uh, at guard is gone for a few weeks. Defensive lineman uh, Chris Ross, he's a rotation guy, but but sees a lot of snaps. He's gone uh, the same amount of time. So that those are the two big ones. And again, Sark said Baxter was back. Doesn't necessarily mean he's back to the to the point where he's going to get any snaps. Uh, but you do lose some depth on, on both sides of the ball, and I think they liked uh, Cole Hudson in there. DJ Campbell got the start uh, in the opener, but he's been a little bit inconsistent. So I think that was a, a pretty significant hit for the next several weeks. Look forward to seeing you Saturday, my friend. Thank you very much for your time, Raj. Right back at you guys. Thanks for having me. Roger Wallace, Texas color analyst, Texas radio, on the game Saturday evening at 630. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.